Did you know there was a free five-part podcast series all about classroom management? In this series, learn how I went from using traditional classroom management strategies without a lot of success to becoming a behavior detective. Discover how I help children with root cause of their behavior issues instead of just addressing the behavior itself. If you want to take a listen to this new series, just check the show notes. You're listening to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast, the podcast for quick, actionable ideas and tips to help you up your confidence and joy in educating little learners. I'm your host, Ashley Rives. Let's get to the show. Hey there, welcome back to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast. You're listening to episode 61, Get Ready for December. Oh my goodness, it is coming, whether we're ready or not. Um, that's right. December is a coming in like two days. And I love the holidays. But man, the first part of December, like before the break, obviously, is stressful. And I start thinking of all the things that I have to do, not just at my house, but also at preschool. I'm not sure you can relate to this, but actually, I, you probably can. This time of the year has more moving parts than any other time of the year. Yes, back to school is crazy town, and that's mainly because it is about school. But the holiday season brings things we need to do at school and things we need to do at home in large quantities. And so when I start feeling that, it's just the stress that overcomes me and my mind is like thinking it's going to remember all these things. And it's all in all these different places. And I drop the ball. I don't get things done that I need to. I am running around with my head cut off. And it's just a very stressful, not fun time. And so I try my best to make sure that, my goodness, I get ahead of it. Because if I don't get ahead of it, it really wraps me up. And then this whole December is not fun. Like I really wish that it would be with, you know, all of the decorations and all of the family traditions and things like that. I want it to be fun. And so several years ago, I knew I had it. I had to at least get the preschool side of things on paper under control so that I knew, you know what, I am ready to roll over there and I can focus more on the home side if I need to. And by getting that preschool stuff out of my head and onto paper, I had more mental space for the things like shopping for friends and family, wrapping, um, putting up trees, putting up lights, cooking, baking, Hallmark movies that need watching, you know, all the regular house chores and all the regular chauffeuring our children and all the extra Christmas and holiday activities that are going on. So I really needed to get a hold of the preschool side because there is a lot to do there as well. I have to think about, you know, outside of just regular lesson planning and changing out centers, what are we going to do with parent gifts? What are we going to do with student gifts? What are we going to do with holiday party? What special ingredients or materials might I need for this upcoming time when we do a little extra because of the holidays? So it is so much, but I have to tell you that mapping it all out, at least for the preschool side, really 
helps get it out of my brain, onto the paper, see what I need. I can plan ahead and then I'm ready to go. And that helps so much on that side. Plus I am not fretting about, oh my gosh, what are we going to do for this? It's in a couple days. We need to get it figured out. We need to get it done. We already have it planned ahead of time. And that is so lovely. And of course, I have this planner free for you to download because I want you to save some sanity this holiday season, but I hope you'll stick with me and go through kind of hearing about what this planner has in it. And I'm also going to give you some ideas for different activities that you can do during this time with your kiddos. So you might come up with a new thing to put on your planner this year as well. So yes, yes, the planner is available at the show notes, but I encourage you to listen to the rest of this episode before you go grab it so that maybe you can get some ideas too. All right, let's dive into it. This planner is four pages long. Now, if that kind of frightens you, don't let it. I got lots of space for you to write activity ideas and lots of space for you to write materials. So really, it's not this gigantic thing that you're filling out. It's just organized in a way that gives you lots of space. So don't let the four pages scare you. On the first page, the front page, there's a place for you to put your themes and units and then which date you're doing those. For So for me, we do a gingerbread unit first for the first two weeks. It's that last week in November and that first week in December. And then we move to more of a holiday nativity because I am in a faith-based preschool um, those last two weeks before Christmas break. So that is something you can put on there. Then below that, there's a list of any materials that you need for your lessons. So as you're doing your lesson plans, if there's something that you need for whole group or small group, there's a place to write it right there. So you can just like take this with you to the store or take a picture of it and make sure to grab all the things on there. For example, during our gingerbread unit, we read The Gingerbread Baby by Jan Brett, amazing book. And we taste test real gingerbread cookies and we do an experiment with the cookie. So I have to make sure that I have real gingerbread cookies go onto my whole group materials list so that I can remember to pick them up because the lesson is, you know, very centered around these cookies. So that's one example of something that we do during whole group that I need to make sure that I have. During small groups, sometimes we use homemade puffy paint to decorate cardstock gingerbread houses. And I do this by combining the glue and the shaving cream and then coloring it with food coloring and putting it in squeeze bottles. They absolutely love this. And the squeeze bottles, you know, definitely bring another level of using those fine motor muscles. So I would need to make sure that I have enough shaving cream and glue and food coloring and squeeze bottles on my small group list. I also read another book called The Sweet Smell of Christmas, and we do an activity where the children smell the real items from the book inside a bag um, so they can't see the item, but they can smell it, and they try to guess what they are. So on my materials list for that whole group lesson, I would need all the foods that we need for that activity. Another small group thing we love to do is I love to make gingerbread Play-Doh and peppermint Play-Doh. So I got to make sure I have cream of tartar because I swear that stuff is never in my house when I need it. Have enough salt, takes a lot of salt to make that Play-Doh. 
um, have some flour, make sure I have the things that I need to create that Play-Doh as well. So as you're going through it in lesson planning, making sure you have all of these pieces is so important. And if you want some new ideas or you are new to teaching preschool and have not planned for December before, I have put together a list of all of my holiday resources. There's some both free and paid on this list with clickable links that I have for you in the show notes. So this can really help you if you are struggling to come up with some ideas or want some new ideas and um, you can grab that and it will help you lesson plan and get some ideas on what to do this December. All right, so that is page one. Moving on to page two, this page is all about centers. It's basically a open grid with nine blocks so you can add your own centers and you can make notes inside of each one of those blocks of what you'll have in the center. And then down below the table is a materials list in case there's anything you need to pick up for your centers. Now I'm gonna take a moment to run through what I put in my centers to maybe give you some ideas here. So in the drama center, I split this up. So I draw a diagonal line, split that box in two because during the gingerbread unit, we do a cookie shop in the drama center. And then during the holiday birth of Jesus time, we do a wrapping center in the drama center. In the science center, I set up my holiday science center, which you can find in my shop. This science center focuses on four different trays. One tray is singled around jingle bells and magnetism. Another tray is a touch and feel holiday edition. Um, we also have a holiday smells activity and holiday sensory bottles. So um, I like to put that in my science center to really bring in the holiday, but also bring in some important science concepts. In the writing center, we have an invitation to write holiday cards. I have this in my shop if you're interested. I basically introduce this writing invitation at whole group and then put it in the writing center for children to explore. Mainly they are just writing some Christmas cards to friends of theirs or family. And sometimes they'll deliver it across the hall, which is a lot of fun. So I make sure to have common family names, mom, dad, sister, brother, as well as classmates names and maybe their friends in another class. So that's a fun way to bring some writing in by using some holiday cards. In the past, we've gotten holiday cards on clearance, did not find any last year. So we are just going to be printing and copying them from the writing invitation set. In the math center, we have different holiday themed math games. I also have these available in a set of December math games. These are great to do during small group because we can teach them how to use them. And then they go into the math center and they can play either with a friend or by themselves and they can work on multiple different math skills. In the library, make sure to have some holiday and gingerbread themed books. In the fine motor center, we like to do a mini tree with ornaments and garland and lights, just those battery operated lights that they can decorate the tree with. At the Play-Doh Center, I like to put out the gingerbread Play-Doh that I make homemade. You can find recipes all over the place and also gingerbread cookie cutters and then different 
buttons and googly eyes and ribbons and things for them to decorate their Play-Doh gingerbread man with. In the sensory tub, we do a gingerbread mix, which is some oatmeal with cinnamon in it. I've got cinnamon sticks. I've got some little plush um, gingerbread men in there, as well as a gingerbread silicone mold. So that's just bringing in that extra sensory of smell when they're using this. Then we switch to a holiday mix of red, green, and white puffballs and jingle bells and just different containers for them to scoop and pour and manipulate however they see fit. In the art center, we have stickers and foamies, and I cut up little things of ribbon. We have holiday sequins, tree cutouts, basically anything I can find that um, they can use goes right in there. So I basically put anything I need to buy or collect for my center's below the center grid on page two. So I know, okay, I don't have this. I need to go get it. All right, moving on to page three. This one is all about gifts, gifts that you will give students and gifts that children will make for parents. Now, obviously, if you don't do some of these things, you don't need to worry about them, but you can list the gift idea and the materials needed and the due date. Then at the bottom of page three, it has a place for notes. If you want to remind yourself of kind of what you were thinking, I sometimes will write in, oh yeah, we're going to do this ornament. Well, what did it entail? So if I write down some notes as I'm thinking about it. So some ideas for parent gifts. One that we usually do is ornaments. Um, I just love ornaments because even for my own kids, when I go to stick them on the tree every year, it's just that reminder of how young they were and what a lovely time that was. So it's just a great, great way for parents to look back from years and years to come. In the past, we've done a craft stick frame decorated by the child. So basically four craft sticks glued together. Now this is a little bit more teacher heavy because you're hot gluing these four craft sticks together, but then the children can glue items onto their craft sticks or color them or whatnot. And then you can add a black and white photo of the child to it and add a little ribbon loop and you've got an ornament. My son did this one for preschool with his preschool teacher and, you know, still love hanging it up. It's awesome. Um, handprint reindeer. We generally don't do a lot of crafts in our class, but Christmas kind of is that exception so that parents can have a memento from their child's time in preschool. So handprint reindeer, really fun, just a brown handprint and add, you know, a, you can add a bow to it. You can add eyes, nose, things like that. We've done this in the past and it turns out very cute and it's very easy. We just laminate them. This year we are doing a stuck in a snow globe. We put a hat and gloves and a scarf on the kiddos and have them have their arms up like they're in a snow globe. And we have this snow globe frame that we get from Hobby Lobby that they help us decorate. And then when we laminate it, we put a little bit of snow in between the lamination and the picture so that you can, um, it kind of appears to be a snow globe. Super cute. Um, you get to see all of the child and kind of how big they were, a little bit of their personality there. So that one's fun. The ribbon height of a child in an ornament is another one a lot of teachers do basically just take ribbon or yarn, measure that child's height and put that in to an ornament with a cute little poem. You can find lots of information and ideas on Pinterest for ornaments. 
but those are just a few that we have done in the past. As far as student gift ideas, we've definitely cut back a lot. Um, Scholastic used to be a great place to get a book for each child. Now you, I'm really not even sure. I haven't checked into it. It's not as easily accessible as it used to be. So we don't go the book route anymore. We've done some Play-Doh with a cookie cutter, homemade Play-Doh. We've done store-bought Play-Doh. Just kind of depends on what the budget is that year. We've done watercolors before. We've done like an I Spy ornament, which is kind of a fun, you know, just game for them to play with their ornament while also being a gift. But I will say we have definitely cut back. We have reeled it back in as far as student gifts go and parent gifts go. I used to do some parent gifts that were, you know, very time consuming, very child labor heavy. And it just isn't worth that because really what parents are looking for is a memory and a memory can be super simple and sometimes the simple is better. And as far as gifts for children, we've got back there too, because there's so many things going on this time of year, lots of different events children are going to, lots of different family things. And school is a great part of that, but it doesn't need to be huge. So we've really taken the pressure more off of ourselves into what we give to our students and just making it something small to let them know, hey, your teacher is thinking about you and caring about you. And what I really like to do is add a special note with that, because while they can't read yet, their parents can read it to them. And it can be something that they keep to let them know that their teacher cares about them, because really that's what it's about in the end of the at the end of the day, we stopped, you know, stressing about how much money we're putting into it, how, you know, the wow factor of these gifts for children. And we're going into, here's something that I think you would like, and I wanted to give it to you because I care about you. More along those lines. So just kind of giving yourself that permission to scale back and do things more simply. And that way we all can enjoy the holidays. The last page of the planner is for class parties. So if you don't have a class party, obviously you don't need this page. But if you do, there's a place for you to list out everything, what snack you might have, how many plates are needed, how many napkins are needed, how many snacks are needed, those type of things. There's also a place to add party activities and a place for any materials that you need. And then there's also a place where you can map out which items that you might want to request from families. I know not every you know center does this, but if you do request things from families, you can map that out there along with the date to request and the date you need the donated items by. So for us, we usually keep it very simple again because parties really bring kids' energy levels up. And while it's super fun, we like to just try to keep it as normal as possible with a little bit of different fun sprinkled in. So we usually do cookies and icing them and sprinkles for a snack. That's not something we would do normally, but we do it during snack time to make sure to keep things, you know, again, more normal because it does tend to rile them up calling everything a party. Then maybe during whole group, instead of a whole group lesson, we'll play a bingo game or do a cakewalk. During a small group lesson, maybe we'll do a craft, you know, the Jesus crafts or any crafts from Hobby Lobby, something like that. That's something we don't ever do in our classroom. We also sometimes do a nativity play where each child gets to be a part 
of that story and we retell that story and I um, video it for parents. We like to keep it simple and we like to keep our routine as close to the same as possible because really it's no fun for anyone if everyone is out of control, if it's stressful, if it's not enjoyable. The reason why we do these things is to have a special time with our students. So make sure that special time can still be enjoyable, but for you and for everyone in the classroom. Okay, now if you're motivated to go ahead and get your plan on and get December all figured out, go grab the free Save My Sanity Planner at the show notes. You can also grab that list of holiday resources. If you need some new things or new ideas, just head on over to lovelycommotion.com slash episode 61. I'm wishing you all a stress-free December. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with a friend. This helps me spread the word and help more preschool teachers just like you. Keep being lovely.